Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that is usually a mix between escape room puzzles and tabletop role-playing, but we're between seasons. It's our break. This is bonus content. This episode, we've got, uh, we do have some guests. I'll introduce them in a second, uh, but we're going to be doing some fun puzzles and just chilling. It's going to be great. Uh, yep. Danny, are you ready to do puzzles with me? We don't do puzzles together very often. If you just said, do you, are you ready to do puzzles? I would have already said no, because my brain is in a sleepy fog. But then you added with me. With me. And I couldn't say no to that. So what? say yes. Okay, yes. All right. Uh, we have two people coming on the show, a returning guest and a new one. Uh, welcome back to the show, Scott Weiss. Hello. And welcome for the first time, Francis Heaney. Hello. Uh, now, we've got you two on because you've You've done something. You've you've done something, <laughs> and we want to show it off. So, would what, would you like to describe the book that you've written together? Oh, by God, we did do a thing. It was, <laughs> yes, we did. It was brutal. <laughs> the last time I write a book. <laughs> <laughs> no. So this is a book of logic puzzles and escape room puzzles called Escape Room Logic Puzzles. Very inventively. <laughs> Of all people, we appreciate a clear name of the product. Yeah, just a very <laughs> down to earth. This is what it, it is. It does what it says on the tin. Exactly. Um, it's um, it's a bit of a, an immersive puzzle book where you follow a group of friends who go to a bunch of escape rooms, and so you solve puzzles alongside them when they're solving puzzles in the escape room, and you also solve sort of puzzles observing them figuring out what they're doing and how they're doing it. So it's a kind of classic logic puzzles of that nature overlaid with a mix of escape room puzzles, which also often have a surprisingly logic-y bent to them. Like there are probably more Sudoku in the book than you find in your standard <laughs> standard escape room, but, uh, but we have some of those. <laughs> oh, nice. You've had, you've had this idea for a long time, right? Right, Francis? Uh, yeah, this was... This has been in the works for a while. It was um, was a uh, a book that um, was dreamed up years ago, and um, we had commissioned someone to write it. And during the pandemic, uh, he decided that um, he wasn't sure what it should be, and uh, he asked very nicely if he could not do it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and I said, oh, no, you can do it. The book should be exactly like this. And, you know, it'll be this kind of thing and that kind of thing and that kind of thing. And I'll help you do it. And he was like, mm, I don't feel like it. And uh, after I was done explaining it, I was like, well, I guess I should probably write it because it just explains the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then I think right after we did the uh, the live stream uh, with uh, you guys and Neil Patrick Harris and Janet Varney, mm. um, Francis asked me if I could sort of come on to help with uh, some with the book and um, thought about it for a while and then you know we uh, we joined forces and I thought uh, Scott would be would be you know uh, important for the real escape room feel of it because I mean I've done mm. plenty of escape rooms and I've certainly written all genres of puzzles but the actual writing of a full escape room is a thing that Scott has done and I have not and uh, <laughs> I wanted an expert on the team as it were to you know <laughs> Make sure that things felt like they ought to feel to, you know, be to, to not take you out of the story. Nice. So we came up with a cool thing where um, each of the every time you get a combination from a puzzle, you go to the back of the book and there's this huge list of words and numbers and things like that. And you can kind of try to look up. Did you get it right? And if mm. you did, if it's in the list, great. 
then it has something like you open the case or this is what you found when you open the case. So there's a little bit of discovery that comes out uh, in the book as well. So oh, lovely. And I always like those. I never know when you have like a puzzle book, the, the best ways to to hide correctness or incorrectness and be able to check for that stuff. Did you have any puzzle books as a kid that use different methods of that? I did. Because there's always the, the boring classic, like, did you get the answer right? Just turn the book over. It's upside down. It's written in the bottom and kind of small text. And you're like, yeah. But then you just, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'll just have a quick little glance <laughs> down the bottom. Oh, there it is. Oh, wow. Is it this? It's hard not to look when it's right there. Exactly. It's right yeah. there. That always bothers me about newspaper quizzes. Like, at least move it to the next page when yeah. you've got the answers, yeah. not the answers. bottom of the same box. But then don't go so far as to put it in tomorrow's newspaper. That bothers oh, me. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's newspaper? Get out of here. That's just a cash grab. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. Do you remember? Did you, uh, um, where you're from, did, you, did they have the ones where it's invisible ink? And, what? Uh, so, like, you would uh, highlight an area of the page, and it would reveal the answer in invisible ink. There, you had a pen that oh, would. Oh, that's cool. I certainly didn't no, have that. No, I don't think I ever had that. I love that. That's fun. That was that was another way. And then, um, for for a while, uh, uh, Puzzle Write, uh, the the publisher that I edit for, in addition to write for, um, did a was doing scratch off books for a while, which is the same thing, but you don't need a pen to do it. You just need a thumbnail. Uh, but uh, we haven't uh, we haven't done those for a while. I think mm. um, I think the appeal of lottery scratch offs kind of faded <laughs> the more that phone apps came into play and did not leave little bits of silver all over your floor. <laughs> oh, but that's part of the experience. Now, the one childhood one that I had that feels closest to like finding little codes and things. Mm. I have no idea how how well I'm going to describe it. Couldn't tell you the brand, but it was a, a magazine-y style thing. And it was almost trivia. It was very knowledge-based. And I remember each page would have a bunch of questions. They were all multiple choice. And they gave you a sort of coder wheel thing so that you could change each one. So like option circle, option triangle, or option square. And you could rotate the little things on this decoder ah. wheel. And it also had holes in it. So you could flip to the back of the book and place it over an image wow. of shapes and see if the your shapes that you put in match the shapes that appear in the holes next to the oh, questions. Wild. Couldn't tell you a brand, couldn't tell you anything, but that was fancy stuff for a child. That is wow. and very that's, elaborate. That's similar to, like um, exit, uh, I was going to say, every exit game has a similar sort of mechanic for, for checking it's all your answers. They not have the, wildly the wheel different, yeah. Game. It did definitely remind me of that. Well, I don't want to keep talking about other people's puzzles. I want to do these puzzles. inspiration, Billy. We I have wanna... to talk about inspiration. I want to do some escape room logic puzzles. <laughs> and are you, are you, now I, I have I... more questions. Are you kidding me? Yeah, okay, fine. I'll ask I'm more questions. I'll, I won't even do them. Everyone at home is oh. siding with me. But you can ask what you could ask three more questions. Well, one of the big ones that I want to do is typically when we do escape rooms and occasionally we go all out and we do puzzle hunts and the difficulty level between a thing that you go out and do in an hour is very different from something that you do sitting at home for days at a time. Where did you decide you wanted your difficulty to sit? I did not shoot for realism whatsoever. Mm -hmm. These yeah. mm -hmm. these things will take you much longer than an escape Excellent. room in most yeah. cases. I mean, right. you know, also you're solving an escape room with 10 people, perhaps, you know, mm. a, you could be in a big group. Think, people are multitasking. People are putting their heads together. Things go faster when three different groups of three are working on three different puzzles. So 
I did not attempt to, you know, make each section something you could do in an hour by by any means. And that's not great value for a book anyway. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that said, there are some puzzles, I think, in there that are relatively short. You know, yeah. take up a small part of the page, you know, relatively quick. I think, you know, mm. you'll be doing probably one of them now. But there yeah, are also my... some puzzles in there that are like huge multi-pages, you mm. know, 20, you know, 15 clue logic puzzles. Yeah. And so, I suppose that's also the thing, right? You can make it take longer than an escape room by far for each individual section, because unlike an escape room, I can get partway in and then be like, yeah, I'm done for today. I'll pick this book back up tomorrow and keep going. And like, so, you know, you're, right. it should be longer because I don't need to do it in one sitting the way an escape room, you have to just sit and do and be the entire time. And yeah, but in, in you know, in the world of the story, like one one character will take on the hard Sudoku, and everyone else will go work on other puzzles. And mm. while they're starting another puzzle, they'll call, "Are you done yet?" "No, I'm not done yet." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just have to sit in all their heads. It takes extra time. That, um, that was a bit, that was a bit inspired by real life because I've I've, <laughs> I've I've worked on puzzle hunts where one person got there were you know teams where one person was good at logic puzzles and they got stuck working on the logic puzzle in the uh, in the hunt every uh, for the whole stretch. <laughs> the worst is when one person is off doing a single puzzle, taking ages and ages, cannot figure it out, and then forty minutes in, they're like, I just. Like if I had a little like key to it, I could, I could do it, but it's so tough. And then one other person says, oh, I found this like 35 minutes ago. Does this help? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I needed. I've been uh, calling for it. <laughs> <laughs> and also in the stories, I think you also added, you know, Francis did a good job of adding in like hint system mm. sort of as well. So oh, right. like yes. one of the characters will say, hmm, I'm not sure what to do here. Another character will say, oh, wait, I have this idea. And then if you ah. want to hear what that other person said, you can go to the hint section ah, in the back of the nice. book. You could read that and then you can come back and, and try to go. That's nice. Yeah, so it's, kind of a, it's kind of an attempt to capture the, the, the feeling of brainstorming with a group. Like you're stuck, but you can take the character's brainstorm as it were. Yeah, it's mm. teamwork. It's just artificial teamwork. Artificial teamwork. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really nice. And I like when a hint exists in universe that way i like that it has a framework that isn't just like hey you human being doing the puzzle at home have you screwed it up do you need my help the person who wrote the book instead it's like no no look it's part of the story it's part of the, oh, no, the it's, environment it's diegetic as hell baby <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think we are good to play some puzzles we've been given a selection of puzzles do you, is there any sort of teaser that we should hear from you or that the listeners should hear from you before we to jump right in contextualize some puzzles well the the uh, page one has the setup for this room which is called astray in space oh it is, is i just glanced and i thought it was called ashtray in space and i thought <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's, that's next book uh, <laughs> so you could read that aloud if you version. like Oh, can I, can I give it a read? Yeah, yeah. Sure, okay. Yes. Astray in space. And for people playing along at home, this whole thing is in the show notes so you can read along with me and look at all the puzzles. The group signed up for Astray in space, for which they received the following introduction. You are the crew of a spaceship whose navigation computer has massively malfunctioned, leaving you adrift with no clue as to your location. You might say you were lost, even. 
To leave the ship, you will have to safely land on a friendly planet, which you won't be able to find until the computer is repaired. You'll also need to repair the ship's main console. When I chose to do a character voice for this character, I didn't realise he was going to do the rest of the paragraph. <laughs> Since all the instrument displays exploded when the computer malfunctioned. And you'll need to do all of that quickly, because the ship's oxygen supply will only last one more hour. The situation is quite dire, but, unfortun uh, but fortunately, there is a helpful robot on board that can remind you how everything works. Less fortunately, she needs to be recharged. Good luck. And may the forceps be with you. That's the only tool that can open Rosalie's box of power cables. <laughs> Lovely. Australian Very space. escape roomy. Very escape roomy. Did make me want to do the Simpsons bit. <laughs> fortunately, there's a helpful robot. Less fortunately, she needs to be recharged. Yeah. But she comes with your choice of topping. But the toppings <laughs> are also cursed. <laughs> um, uh, Second edition, we'll put that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just put in some cursed frog bits. Um, okay, so that's our that's our context. And then are we jumping right in? Can we jump, yep. can we start mm -hmm. doing some puzzles? Okay, sure. Go on, we'll, yeah. we'll do the puzzles. You could just give some color commentary on how poorly we're doing. Danny, would you like to read in in a case of emer in a case of emergency? Yep, cool. So this is our first little subsection here, and we have uh, our teammates, I assume, uh, having a chat with us here. Yep. Well, I guess the first thing to do is find those forceps, Ichiko said. Oh, here they are. Or, or at least here's the case they're in. Immediately next to the door they had entered, beneath a large decorative diagram of our solar system, was a sturdy case reading emergency forceps. The case also had the below phrases printed on it, along with an eight-digit locking mechanism. So there are a bunch of Ooh. phrases here. We have... New thieves, like the animal GNU. GNU thieves. GNU thieves. Like another Hunt... GNU. <laughs> Hunt erasure, mixes curry, puree joint, raises tune, risen man, steer haven, uptown teen. And it is I worth started noting... reading them faster because I didn't see anything off the top of my but head. It is also worth noting there are eight words and eight, eight dials. Thi not eight words, eight. Sorry, yeah, eight things. lines. So New Thieves, Hunt Erasure, mixes. Yeah, 16 words, but there's eight bits. And it looks like the device underneath is a digit combination lock mm, with, with a, a sun, sun on Good the to right. Know. And uh, underneath that, we have other teammate Olga, who is a genius, saying, Oh, I see what we need to do. And uh, oh, then we have yeah. the hint. If you'd like to hear Olga explain it fully, see page 95. Yeah. Well, I don't, Olga. Mm. Shut up. Yep. I don't need you. <laughs> so, let's Olga's take a always butting in. <laughs> Just because you've played the room already, Olga, and you're pretending this is the first time you've been here, but you were here two weeks ago and they ran you through the room and you got out and you couldn't get out after an hour. <laughs> All right. Bloody Olga. <laughs> so, we do have that lock is in. We have these digits on this lock going left to right, and at the far right, we got a picture of the sun. Yep. The words solar system were in the clue, the, the intro as well. Oh, are these going to be like... So I figure we've got to do some sort of Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, etc. from yeah. the sun outwards. But how do we know which ones we want? How many planets are there? At the moment, eight. Eight planets. Uh, with a lot of asterisks. So maybe we can get the numbers one to eight based on what planet each of these represent. Like maybe one of them represents Mars and therefore will be number four. Goodness. But, um, and, and I do see like there's little, like there's a J in puree joint, which makes you want to go to Jupiter. It does have all it the does, letters of Jupiter the... in it. Wait, hold on. What is it? What's left over if we get all the letters of Jupiter out of puree <laughs> oh, joint? Oh, no. 
pure. I'm going to write. I have to write it down. Someone told me I should have uh, j- uh, printed this whole thing out, and I thought <laughs> I don't need to. Okay, J U P I T E R Jupiter one. What? Oh. If you get rid of all the letters of Jupiter, you end up with a number one. It's E-O-N, but it rearranges yeah, okay. to one. Yeah, okay, I just wrote the word E-O-N. Well, I'm going to say that's one. So I reckon that that's the, what, one, two, three, fourth clue. I think we remove Jupiter and we get one as the number that appears as the fourth thing. I reckon we remove the planet and we get a number. That's what it looks like so far. Cool, cool. So, like, New Thieves, what is that going to be? Probably not, probably... Could Venus? Be Venus? It's got to be. So... New Thieves. Uh, Vegan. Otherwise known as eight. Eight fits. Oh, I love that. That's very cool. So it's it's eight and then Hunt Erasure. Could be Earth. Oh, I like that. It does have an E that just feels. You see an H, a T, and an E early on in Hunt Erasure. So if you take, if you get rid of Earth, what do you get? I don't know why Um, I'm writing it down because... All that happened. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, hold on. You get you, you get, get unsure. unsure. <laughs> okay, let's say it's unsure. <laughs> let's be unsure for a second. A question um, mark next to that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, mixes curry. Let's spin that dial randomly. <laughs> mixes curry. I'm not even going to solve it. I reckon it's just six because it looks like the word six. I was going to say. I don't wait. What planet has an X in it besides Planet X? Planet X um, that would be with the Mercury, setting for right? my father's first children's book. Um, <laughs> so Mercury, for sure. Mercury. And what, Lisa, was with six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So Mercury six. Oh, no. Steerhaven could be Earth as well. What are we doing? Uh, puree joint we got was was one. Nice. Uh, Any planets with a Z tune. for Razor's Tune? Oh, is Mercury, there a planet with a Venus, Z? Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. It's going to be Saturn. Um, that doesn't have a Z in it. <laughs> S A T U R N. Yeah. What does that end us, leave us with? What does it leave you with? Oh, zero. zero. There you go. <laughs> so Zor? What the hell is Zor? <laughs> I did Z-O-R-E. think I got. I th- did think I'd gotten Zorn at first. Risen Don't man. The humble zero. <laughs> Risen man has oh, watching a quiz show Mars? yesterday and. Zero was definitely very important for one of the questions. Uh, Risen Man Mars 9. Mars 9. So we get Mars and 9 in there. Okay. Steerhaven. I'm assuming... Oh, erasure. I'm... No, that didn't have a P in it. The last one's going to be Neptune. I'm assuming we... Um, so what is it going to be? Is it going to be... We used Mercury. Venus. Earth, maybe. <laughs> Still unsure about that one. Well, it could be Earth. It could be Earth one. again, possibly, but... Gets yeah. us seven, Earth seven. Ooh, okay. So the other one isn't Earth unsure. Okay, well, the last one's clearly going to be Neptune. Uptown teen. You and. Seven, eleven. And she's very keen. All right. I bet she Took never me longer had... than it should have to anagram what we had left. Uh, wait, what's this one? Neptune, not Uranus. N E P. Yes, that's what we haven't done yet. Two. How do I erase? What have we not done yet? Uranus. Which oh, makes so, also sense. Oh, so Hunter Asia is not Earth unsure. Was it deliberately unsure how to was get a, Earth, or was that just a cool coincidence? 
<laughs> coincidence. That's amazing. That's really amazing. We put in the wrong like one. coincidence as a secret intention. <laughs> I love it so much. So instead, or what are we taking instead? Uranus. Yep. Well, now also uh, three, right? No. Yeah. Three. Eight. Wait. Oh. Eight. No, three. Wait. What? Sorry. I was looking at the wrong one. I looked straight up it's to the top three, again. Right? Yep, three, three, three. Three. Okay, now, the only question left is as we put them in, do we want to put them in, like, order of planets? So, for example, the far leftest one, the furthest away from the sun, should we do our result for Uptown Team? Yes, because that's why when it says here when they put it in, it's like, you put in the eight-digit number, which didn't work, and Greg says, oh, derp, I know where we went wrong. Mm. Um <laughs> Which is which will be that. We did them in the order they're written as opposed to the order the planets are. Yep, yep. So in order from left to right, it is, what's the furthest out? Is furthest it, out is Neptune. No, hold on. Yep, Neptune. I feel like sometimes, isn't that, isn't that one of those things that yep. at a certain time of the year changes? No, no, that's what Pluto oh, was. Oh, that's what Pluto messed with. Yeah, Pluto. Okay, so it's Neptune is the Which I don't out. think we ever actually experienced in Pluto's no, we didn't discovered get through a, lifetime. A lot of Pluto years. centuries to get to that bit. Yeah, yep. bloody Pluto. Um, Okay, so it's... Neptune, then Uranus. So what's that? That's... Uh, Uptown two... Teen 2, then Hunter Razor 3. Uptown Teen 2, Hunter Razor 3. Then Saturn... Which was Razor's Tune 0. Oh, great. And then Jupiter, which With was Pure Joint, Joint 1. Eon 1. And then... Uh, Mars. Mars was Risen Man 9. Lovely. Earth. And Earth was Steerhaven 7. Great. Venus. Venus. Gun Thieves, eight. New uh, Thieves, gun not thieves. Gun Thieves. Yep, Gun Thieves, eight. And Mercure. And Mercure was, was Mixes, Mixes Curry, Curry six. six. So it should be 23019786. Very good. Woohoo! Nice! Get out of here, Olga! We don't need you! <laughs> Bring it, Olga. This is the real way to do an escape room. Yeah. Shove the friend out of the way. If you page, it tells you uh, it opens the case and allows you to retrieve the forceps. Woohoo. Nice. Good job. We found the magic forceps. Yeah. So that was my, that was a puzzle that I wrote uh, for the yeah, book. Yeah, please. Um, yes. Actually, what Francis was... is the one who did most of the puzzles in this book. I did a lot of consulting. That's <laughs> life. <laughs> um, but I actually wrote that one. And... Uh, I don't. Yeah. Do we do the? Do we do this one? This, this was one of the first kind of. This was a. Did. This was one of the early ones. Yeah, this was one of the first uh, chapters we envisioned. Not all of it got written at once, but um, <clears throat> this was a. This was an early concept. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And how puzzle wise? How I'll... long does it take you to come up with the words that make that puzzle work? Um, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, basically, what I did was I basically took each planet and I looked at each number. That you could go with it, mm. and I basically I think I plugged them into an anagram generator. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, just sort of like what's some interesting words or phrases mm. that you could make from these. That sort of I mean they don't make sense obviously, but at mm. least kind of sound yeah. cool. But that's also kind of um, you sort of want that a little bit in the puzzle. You want the words to yeah. not necessarily make sense because otherwise it's like right. well this is just a normal sentence. Why would I do yeah. a puzzle to it? It's got to feel right. puzzly, and these feel yeah. like puzzles. Mm. Right, and the words have to be like common words as mm. well so but yeah, it's not, yeah they, they give a they're evocative phrases which is you know <laughs> yeah the charm like i like I'm... new thieves like you can picture some yeah cattle, you know <laughs> rustlers or something at the zoo i don't know but yeah, uh, yeah you know well team, you start right away <laughs> you thieve the news and you take them to your steer haven 
Exactly. Um, <laughs> but it's good. Then the sun on the lock is great. The fact that, that ended up being in order. And, the, and I love that that was like hinted that there's another step. Hey, the characters. And if you got it wrong, that's fine. Because so did the characters in the story. They also did just that thing. But hey, there's another step. And then you've got the... I, it feels really nice to go through. Yeah. When I wrote the framing part to that, I put that in partly because when I was testing it, I made a mistake and put them in planet order but not with the sun to the right like ah. a dummy yeah and uh, and scott was like no try again Where, and i was like where's oh, the sun perhaps look at the thing <laughs> it is fair and it's one of those ones where yeah there are a couple of places that even after you've done the main bulk of it you can get tripped up by how you input the answer but in no way is it one of those ones where it feels like it's just being mean to you after you've done the hard work. It's like, oh, yep, fair enough, my bad. Mm. That's yeah, you know, you I get caught that. up in the momentum of solving and you just kind of lays right past the last thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, oh, we got more. We got Rosie the, uh, Rosalie the robot. Yeah. Shall I, shall I Rosalie? Yeah, in, in the moment. I... Robot, which, in, which is, you know, much easier to do in print than an actual escape room. So, you know. Well, <laughs> I just want to say congratulations so far. That is a solid first puzzle and exactly the good quality that, Scott, we have come to expect from you. And Francis, we now we expect from all future things. we have come to feel entitled to from you. <laughs> As the record show, I'm pulling my collar aside in the universal <laughs> symbol for stress. <laughs> um, well, no, I love what a great little start. Let's continue on. Can I read Rosalie? The Absolutely. Kiara picked up Rosalie's box of power cake. Do you know Rosalie or Rosalie? I'm more Rosalie. I'm more interested in the first one. Are you a Kiara when it's with a C or a Ciara? So Ciara. You know what? Let's go Ciara. Oh, Ciara. Um, I don't like Ciara. Oh, wait, oh, authors, authors. How do I say what these are your names? thoughts? I would have said Ciara, but Kiara sounds not incorrect to me either. So mm. Kiara sounds like I'm saying hello to a New Zealander. <laughs> <laughs> Kiara is the name of the uh, female lion from uh, the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Oh, well, there you go. That's where I got it from. Wow. Um, <laughs> You've got <laughs> Kiara from the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride picked Making up. A guest appearance. Rosalie's <laughs> box of power cables and used the forceps to twist a tiny, deeply inset latch on the front. Opening the box revealed four cables. Rosalie's back panel had seven ports, which needed to be connected by the four cables to charge her battery. The box of cables included the helpful set of instructions below. Now, before I look at the helpful set of instructions below, I will say that the seven ports on the back oh. of Rosalie are labelled R-O-S-A-L-I-E in a 232 pattern. And then there's a big power port that says power. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so in total, there are seven letters in the name Rosalie plus the power. So are you going to see? <laughs> oh, cough. Okay. So there are seven letters in the name Rosalie plus the one power switch. So that yep. makes sense. We've got four cables. So one in, one out. You know, one end of each cable is going to go into each of these ports. Okay. Because there are eight ports and four cables. Oh, I see. So I could be like S to R, R to I, I to A. O to... What? No, Wait, no, like R to S, A to I, L to power, O to E. Oh, cool. That's yeah, so I can I set thinking. up with that many connections. Okay, yeah. All right, I see that. I see how that works. But That's logic. Uh, let's read what looks like nah, it's going to be some so we don't need logic puzzle the, You don't need to read the clues to a logic puzzle. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just start. You just can't start plugging stuff in and see what happens. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. We need one after the other. You it's can like start watching with the one. Survivor episode where... They we're given a slide puzzle, you know, towards the end of it. And I know they do this a lot in Survivor, but just one particular one. 
where the really athletic dude, he got through the first half of the challenge just fine, and then the last part was this slide puzzle, and he ran up, and he just started moving things. <laughs> just straight away. Just got to slide. Just got to slide. Slide, 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 slide. It's a puzzle. It was so stressful. <laughs> uh, all right. Number one. Three pairs of ports must be connected to each other. The seventh must be connected to a nearby power source. See? As Danny, see, we, I'm saying we didn't need to read it. You figured that out already. <laughs> you got number two. Of the three pairs of ports to be connected on Rosalie's panel, at least one pair is in a direct horizontal line. Ooh, and at least one pair is in a direct vertical line. Okay. That is interesting. The only way to do direct vertical is either R to I or O to E, right? And that means that the horizontal connection must be in the middle row because... Does it? Well, how else could it work? Well, suppose there's a, a question of how they could overlap. No, it's fine to overlap, but let's say, like, if it's R and I, oh, yeah, where's yeah. the horizontal going to be? So it's got to be in yes. the middle row. So, yeah, the middle horizontal is Sal Power. It, it, yes. Some, it, hey, it's me, Sal Power. I didn't consider if Power was exactly in a horizontal. I don't know if Power is exactly horizontal, but it looks like it's But it does say of the three pairs of ports to be connected on Rosalie's Oh, you're right, the port pairs. Cool, so there's an R-I or an O-E, and there's definitely an S and A or an A and an L or an S and an L. Yes, that is some kind of Sal connection. I like logic puzzles. It's one of those things where, like Sudokus, some people trash them being in escape rooms because they just sort of sit, stare, work things out a bit. Tough. I like it. Yeah, do a puzzle, people. <laughs> just enjoy puzzles. <laughs> exactly one chord connects a pair of letters that both fall alphabetically between the two letters connected by another chord. Oh boy, Wait, oh I right. take it back. Logic puzzles suck. <laughs> I gotta read oh. this one again. <laughs> exactly one chord connects a pair of letters that both fall oh. alphabetically between the two letters connected by another chord. So I'm guessing, for oh. example, if A and S connect, L and R could connect because those two letters are both between A and S? Yes, but uh, sneakily, I think that wouldn't be true because yeah. if A and S connect, yeah. then we have to either go R and I. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm just, just saying as an offhand example yes, right. for that rule. But yeah, alone. I think the fact there's only one, exactly one could, could definitely mess with Oh, that, that's interesting. Right? Because I'm saying if you do S and A, then then ev everything else, everything else is between that. them. So S and A can't connect. A is then the first letter, every other S connection is the last letter. Exactly. So we definitely can't connect S and A. Great. Because otherwise all the other uh, connections would fulfill Lovely. that brief, but only one does. All right. And rule four, the final rule, no more than one chord connects two consonants or two vowels. So at least two of the chords connect a consonant and a vowel. Cool. Interesting. Now, um, if we do the OE as the vertical, then the rest of that we don't need to worry about clue four, I think. Because oh, we, we know we can't connect A and I. Mm. Um, oh, no, we don't actually, I suppose. It, that would teach us that we couldn't connect A and I. Um, sure. Okay, that's all we have. So those are the four clues. We'll go back to them, but I'll just quickly do the, the bottom of this uh, passage. When they connected all the chords properly, they could hear something that sounded like a power surge, but Rosalie stayed inert. They then saw that she had a power button on her left shoulder, which was unfortunately behind a locked panel. Yeah. Aww. The panel had a small keyboard and a six-letter display. You inside. How many people in this room? <laughs> uh, well, now what? Not to worry, Malik said. I see what the password must be. Can you figure out how the chords were arranged and the password that opens the panel? Intriguing. And how many people in the room? <laughs> we've not seen the same <laughs> name <laughs> twice yet. <laughs> Okay, we're going to connect the eight people so that two of them are holding a cord. Um, <laughs> okay. 
So what are you thinking? What's a good place to properly start? We know already we can't do S and A. No. So it's either S and L or A and L for that middle one, we're assuming. We're assuming. I'm not sure about the power being part of the... Oh, no, 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 it was um the pair of ports. So yes, it's either... We know it can't be S and A, so yeah, either S and L or A and L. S and L just feels good to me as a starting point because there's some stuff within that and well, some without that. That's a good way for to to do logic puzzles I mean, to pick a random starting a point well. and sort of see if you, the logic breaks anywhere. Yeah. So if it was S and L, right? We have a, a chord between. I'm assuming that doesn't mean that A is now inaccessible. I'm assuming we can just move the chord a little. Um, so S and L connect. Mm -hmm. Are there a set of two things that could connect that are between S and L? Yes. Noting that we can't connect R and O. Hmm, they're not so, then I'm struggling Because then already. we wouldn't be able to do a vertical. So I think we can't do S and L, Oh, right? that was easy. Because R and O is the only thing that's between S and L. But if we do R and O, there's no chance to do vertical for a... For a uh, well, I, I will interpose to say that uh, you, could you could perhaps have something else be the thing that's inside another thing. S and L could be the third chord that's not involved in that relationship. Oh, okay. That's a good point. That wouldn't break it. It would break it for SNL, but not in general. You're right. You're I mean, right. Like the, this isn't this isn't possible. But E and I could be between O and or uh, I and O could be between E and R, for instance. Yes, not that is wrong. correct. You're right. We don't have to make this horizontal one the one that connects. Why did we them. want to put that together so much? Ah, just it's just fun. Um, <laughs> okay, so it could well, be SNL. I'm, I'm keeping SNL together. All right. Hmm. But. The if issue. I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put S and L together. Uh, <laughs> so uh, hmm. we know that we either have an R I or an O E. O E. Um. So let's say let's say S and L was connected, right? Yep. Uh, then, if we had R and I, well, rather we could. Okay, if it's S and L, it would have to be R and I. It cannot be O and E. Tell me more. Because then we would have uh, more than one chord that connects two consonants or two vowels. S ah. and L, both consonants. O so if it's S and L... Wait, it wait, hold on. Uh, no more than one chord connects two consonants or two vowels. I see. Right? So we'd have S and L as, as yep, yep. A one chord that does that. So we couldn't have O and E. I'm with you. So if it's S and L, it has to be R and I. Right? That's, that's, that's forced by that piece of logic. Mm. And then, of the final ones, are there two of them that sit between S and L? No. There are not. So we... And same with I and R. O is the only one that fits between those. Yeah. So that couldn't work, I oh, think. Yeah. We now couldn't, we couldn't make that true. So let's not say, so it's not S and L. S and L forces us to break the logic. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So that means we know it's not S and A. We know it's not S and L. Well, it... did... Did uh, I've already forgotten? Did we know definitely about S and A? Because they were the first and the last, so everything would fit between them. Right. So right. we forced there to be too many. All right. Well, let's give A so and L be, a go. I think it has to be A and L. See what's going to happen here. So let's say it's A and L, and I believe this is true. Okay. So if we are using A, then we are there two things that fit between A and L. L is pretty early in the alphabet. Like I and E are the only but we two can't that go do between either. them. So, so we know that A and L is not the one that there's something inside of. Great. Cool. Uh, we also have now no longer done our... Um, double our consonant, double, double consonant. Vowel. So this counts as one of the two chords that 
at least two chords. It could be all three of them. Mm. But uh, so, so that's all right uh, in terms of rule number four. Yeah. If we do a vertical, uh, if we did the OE vertical, mm. just as an arbitrary choice, does that yeah. does the logic still connect? We now have uh, no worries about the clue four, no more than one chord connects two consonants or two vowels, because we have only one that will do that. Mm -hmm. We have our vertical, we have our horizontal, and the I question would just be about the... I don't think we've got our tweeny. Nothing could fit between anything. So it's not OE. I, I think RI makes So let's go R and I. Hmm. Now do we have the possibility of a tweener? Only if it's also OE, uh, which is interesting. Can we do OE? Is there a reason? At least one couldn't? pair is indirect. At least one's direct vertical. It's perfectly fine to do O and E. Mm, okay, so if we have a connection R, I, O, E, and A, L. Yep, and then S power. Yeah, let's see what that does to so we So, yeah, so we have now joined... A and L together, we have joined R and I together, we have joined O and E together, we have joined S and power together. Danny, does and that break any together. logic? Well, let's go through the rules and find out. Let's okay. go through the rules. Three pairs of ports are connected to each other, and the seventh must be connected to the power source. Done. That looks like what we got. We got A, L, R, I, O, E, S, power. Of the three pairs on the panel, at least one pair is directly horizontal. A, L, done. And at least one pair in direct vertical. We put R, two, I, or O, But that was at least, so yep, at least, okay. that's fine. Exactly one chord connects a pair of letters that both fall alphabetically between the two letters connected by another chord. Okay. Let's double check this one because this is the most complicated one. So what we have said is... I forget. Wait. Maybe this isn't true. No, you're right, because E isn't between anything. What are we doing? Okay, so that doesn't work. <sighs> so it's got to be E and S. Stupid it's got to be E and brains. S. Right, E and S makes R and I fit between them okay. if we do an E-S connection. Right. And then O goes to power. Okay, okay, okay. We still have the vertical line. We still don't have any issues about... Um, That's better. Uh, yeah, we have the horizontal, we have the vertical. We now have E and S has R and I between them. A and L are not between them. So that's fine. So now we've got points okay. one, two, three, all fine. And then no more than one chord is connecting two consonants or two vowels. We have and none I don't of them like that, which is great. So I think that's what it is. So we went through the logic. That's a, if you haven't done a logic puzzle, that's a great final step. You just got to go back and double check. So we have A to L, R to I, S to E, O to power. And now... We need to figure out what the six-letter word is going to be. Well, first, let's pat ourselves on the back for probably plugging it in right. <laughs> that's my front, but that's all right. No, they can't hear it. It's audio only. Um, and then it is, wait, I see what the password must be. Well, I'm going to just connect some stuff, right? As in, like, we have AL is already stuck together. We have SE is stuck together. RI. Real C. Let's take a look. All time. rise, but without an extra L. <laughs> Risel. <laughs> Risel. My favorite of the uh, Von Trapp children. <laughs> uh, well, I have rearranged those to make an actual word. Oh, which is? Real is? <laughs> um, uh, Sila. What is it? Why Sila? Why not? Because that's, that's not... 
how the letters are connected Sire. to each other. No, no, S-E is already together. Oh, Why yeah, are you yeah. saying Psy? Oh, yeah, I just couldn't find it. What is it? Oh, just keep, There are only three things. There okay. are only a few options. <laughs> it's either re l c That's not anything. It could be Re-Seal. Re-Seal. Rye-Seal. Oh, no, it's Rye-Seal. Damn it. Uh, it could be al Seri. <laughs> that's not it. It could be... I'll rise. It's going to be the last one you it pick. It could be uh, cereal. <laughs> okay, second last. It's cereal, everybody. <laughs> that took me far too long to be able to see. I tried so hard. It got so far. Um, they just read left to right, uh, actually. <laughs> you know what? I don't need your input. Who invited you on the show? <laughs> cereal. Cool. Malik says, it's cereal. I'm Malik and I know these things. I'm putting cereal into the shelter of the robot. Who invited Malik? Who invited Malik? Uh, so I believe that's it. That's uh, That unlocks the panel to, to reach the power button. Yes. Nice. Excellent. That was, I mean, that was a lot. Of, I love a good logic puzzle. Yeah, we I really We talk about this them. a lot, that we don't do many logic puzzles. Because they're hard to write. Because they're hard to write. And, they're, and for us, I think we, we're used to trying to like make them engaging audio but i think when you get a new guest on and try and record the audio of someone doing a logic puzzle it's quite hard to have the audience know what's going on i think we do an okay job when we're playing i'm it, sure it's challenging but it takes no a lot of practice what, i think but... um so we don't usually use them in an audio escape room too often but they're so much fun to do i love that one that was great oh thank you yeah that's a that's a it's a little it's a quickie there's some much more complicated ones but i thought oh, that sure. one would, you know work on the uh, on the fast go a little faster Oh, yeah. um, and it's just a taster. You don't want to yeah. give it away. I enjoy uh, I enjoy puzzles that you know feel like you're have feel like they have a physical component, even if they're only on the page. Mm, absolutely, yeah. it just, makes you know, a like, real difference. Create an environment, and you know, just imagine that you're manipulating props. Um, I do, you know, like I like the classic. Here's a grid, and Johnny doesn't do his laundry on Tuesdays, <laughs> and what have you. You know, they're fun, but I I, I like. Uh, a variety of experience in logic puzzles. Um, yeah. Incidentally, there's a quicker way to eliminate SL. Um, oh, yeah? So you don't have to go through the alphabet business, is that once you've connected SL, it's impossible to not connect two vowels because there's only one consonant left. Ah, ah good point. Yeah, good point. So you can zoop. That's a, meant to be a little way to, you know, yeah, not have to fair. do so much bookkeeping work, but as as it turns out, you know, you can you can get there the long way as well. We're not on a time <laughs> limit, so it doesn't matter. We're just chilling. But no, that's very fair. Yeah. Is a good point. So yeah, I find logic puzzles, I love them. I find them a real pain to write. How is it for you? Yeah. Uh it, it is a real pain to write. I mean it's it's fun because I like solving logic puzzles and the act of writing logic puzzles is a lot like solving a logic puzzle. Mm. My usual approach is to just write a whole lot of clues that I would expect to see in the kind of logic puzzle that I'm writing and then solve them and see how far I get <laughs> <laughs> and then figure out what would be an interesting thing for the next step to be having gotten to that point. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, to me, it's very much like the difference between solving and writing a Sudoku. The Difference. It's a whole different game. Oh. Writing a Sudoku manually is a very interesting experience, which I taught myself on the fly long ago with a, another really? book called uh, Sudoku in Space, which was uh, 
sci-fi themed Sudoku variants. Oh, nice. And um, one of the puzzles later in this book is one that I thought of shortly after doing that book, which was, um, it's a it's a dungeon crawl in a Sudoku called uh, oh, Digits nice. and Dragons. So I'll, I'll show it to you. Oh, it's <laughs> beautiful. Can't see it, but um, you know, there's swords and monsters and you have to pick up swords that have a higher value than the monster you're going to slay with them and a key oh that has God. to match. I love it. Teleport pads that have that you know teleport you to the matching number and the givens are walls that you can't pass through and you've got to you know get about and slay all the monsters and pick you know pick up the key and escape that's a whole new level of madness (laughs) well i think my favorite section oh well i think my favorite section of the book that francis put together was called is called evolving doors and it's these door you know signs on the door logic puzzles where you know some things on the statements on the doors are true and some statements are false and some are alternating true and false. And you have to go through these rooms to find the passwords based on these, these statements on the signs on the doors. So it's a very Raymond Smullyan lady in the tire kind of logic puzzle. And Francis just kind of put together these increasingly complex, like it starts with just three doors and then it's like, six doors and the signs are on the floor and you have to figure out where they go oh, it's just cool. just an amazing amazing it feat does of, sound of amazing and writing. it's exactly stuff like that that makes that makes me feel comfortable every time i say no i just write silly little podcast stories <laughs> I d- i'm not a puzzle writer because this is what puzzle writing looks like and it's terrifying <laughs> i i think one of the things that there's I, I almost feel like this book is like a really great intermediate step for people who are, like, if people listen to this show and they, and they like the escape room style puzzles that we do, all the sort of puzzles that you see in an actual escape room in a physical space, and they think, I want to get more into puzzling, I feel like there's, it's sometimes hard for people to bridge the gap between, like, this level of puzzling that we do and then, like, puzzle hunts, oh, which have a similar sort of connectivity, but they go to 100%. They're just like... Oh, obviously, at this stage, you should recognize that these numbers are the same numbers oh. that once appeared in a book. And you're like, well, no, no, no one should recognize this. But this feels like this really great sort of, if people are looking to do more puzzles and you, and you like what we do, it's a good, like, step up in terms of the format is different. So the puzzle complexity can sit a little bit higher and then build up and build up and, and still work within, like, a narrative framework and still work within this is like an escape room. It feels like a really nice step up for people who want to do more puzzles. Um, and because they're good. That's, that's what we're shooting for. Yeah. I think like um, Scott and I have both worked on many uh, an overcomplicated puzzle hunt. And uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity to dial it back a little bit because. Mm. <laughs> that, and, it's, and I think it's cool. necessary. It's, it's a hard jump for people who like puzzles who then want to do something like that. There's no, there's, it's hard to find steps towards that. And this feels like a really perfect step towards that. It's actually been really interesting. And I was responding to an email not long ago where someone had asked for some advice for at-home games for intermediate players. And I went, that's really interesting. All of the at-home things that I've seen have pretty much been really good for beginners or really good for ultra advanced. Mm. I don't know what I would recommend for intermediate this fits into that world, which is a really nice sort of uh, transitional period of like, oh, you like puzzles? Well, let's start warming up. Come on, let's get let's get into it. Let's do some, you know. And what you I ain't loved seen about nothing yet. What I really liked about these ones as well uh, is that you you obviously you care a lot 
about that feeling of authenticity in terms of feeling like an escape room setting, but also it's it's really evident in that the puzzles fit so well. You know, sometimes you find a puzzle, and especially when people get into like logic puzzles or Sudoku-style puzzles or things like that, so often it's, you're doing a room, the creepy serial killer's cabin, and now just stop and do like a logic puzzle. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> have some fun. These have felt like I'm, it's like, I'm in space. So what am I doing? I'm finding a code for planets that fits and goes into a space thing. I need to keep space in my head while I'm doing the puzzle. I find a robot. The logic puzzle is now about plugs and power. It's about a code. And even the fact that the final solution code still thematically fits. It's a serial. I'm looking for the serial numbers. It's a robot. There's, there's a connection thematically, which has been kept for these two puzzles. And I'm assuming for the rest of the puzzles in the book, which is very enjoyable to, to play through. It's very grounding in a fun way. Mm. Feel, you feel... I, I, I love story. I love, I love story in the, in the puzzle. Mm. Like in the puzzle hunt, I, as much flavor that can be brought, the, the more that can be brought, the more excited I am about it. And perhaps it's, you know, having a bit of a theatrical background and, you know, wanting it to be a show to some mm. extent possible. So, you know, there's a story, there's props, there's, uh, you know just a, a feeling of being caught up in something that's happening. And this, this is why my favorite part of the book is the last chapter, which is actually sort of a variation and expansion of a, have you done that room here, Scott? The, uh, uh, the arcade that room? was the one we I was talking about the live stream, the purple unicorn room ah. for the arcade room. Yeah. So we, we um, took some concepts from that and tweaked like uh, some of the puzzles were tweaked. Some of them were, expanded some of them were sort of rewritten to have a new vibe and that that became the chapter raiders of the lost arcade <laughs> nice so it has uh has some adaptations of puzzles from that room that's uh digits and dragons is in the world of the uh of the room uh, nice. video game in the world there's uh there's you know uh some souvenir t-shirts from the arcade there's a skee-ball game oh, uh, man. There's a claw Proper machine. illustrations, that's another thing that I There's always appreciate because I can't do it. Oh, nice. <laughs> the old NES style stack of cartridges. Beautiful. Uh, oh, beautiful. So, uh, so yeah, I, I really love how that chapter came out in terms of like the flow of all the different ways of the, you know, you know, since it was, since it started out as an escape room and then we were able to sort of build off that, then, you know, like it had the, the superstructure already to really give it some flavor and then you know um added as many visuals as i could to to keep the uh to give it some further immersion anyway i'm really mm. happy with how that chapter came out oh lovely and, uh, yeah i scott i appreciate that you that your favorite is the evolving doors because that's the that's the one where i um i i don't remember how long it took or what happened or what I was doing. I was just in a... <laughs> yeah. I was in a, I was in a, a fugue state to do those kinds of puzzles. <laughs> so, yeah. do, do you have an estimate or an exact number of how many puzzles are actually in this? Um, well, I could count them. I, I... <laughs> like five or six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've done half of them. now. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's one page of the... It's just these two puzzles we just did. And 50 pages of story. I just basically know that whatever number you come up with and are about to say here, I go, oh, God, that's so, that's a lot to create. <laughs> there's a, so there's seven escape rooms and there's also some interstitial puzzles between the rooms that are sort of like um, the friends 
playing a playing a game of cards in between rooms to see who's going to treat Aww. for dinner, um, deciding who's going to sit where on the on the drive to the room. So I counted fifty plus an epilogue. Oh boy! Oh wow! Fifty-ish. Fifty-ish. Goodness gracious! So yeah, <laughs> when, when I do my escape rooms, I always say, as far as actual puzzle puzzles go, there's only ever a maximum of three. Mm. Everything else is just like room incidentals yeah, and finding connections. Yeah, to get an audio room that comes together in an hour. So like, that's well over, somewhere between 15 and 20 of my room's worth of puzzles <laughs> at a more puzzly level than my room's. Mm. That's a lot of work. True. Yeah, it, uh, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> um, well, look, for people who are listening along, if you enjoyed that, and we definitely enjoyed Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Go and get yourself a copy of the book. It's 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 out now. It's good. There's a link in the show notes so you can get right there. But otherwise, uh, where can people find the book? I'm assuming it's easy to just Google Escape Room yeah. Logic. Puzzles. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh... Yes, yeah, so in all in all your fine book purveyors, uh, <laughs> live and online, I believe. Yes, uh, definitely. I've definitely got it at my local Barnes and Noble. They've definitely got it on Amazon. And uh, yeah. That's cool. Put a couple of links in the description. Yeah, wonderful. So go and check it out. It, it was Thank you for coming on. And, and it's it's really good. I mean, we already came into this with a good level of confidence because, Scott, <laughs> we've played your rooms before. And it's it's really nice because we are still at a stage in the puzzle community where everything is kind of variable. And it's hard to know what you're going to get and whether something matches your... Like puzzle mm. expectations, are you going to feel satisfied at the mm. end of this? So it's really good to know that there's one out there and go, oh yeah, this one, I know this one is trustworthy. <laughs> I know it's going to make me feel good when I have done these puzzles. Yes. Yeah, we've talked, we talked that's a lot. Not, that's not inevitable in all of them. No, and we talk there. a lot about like trust is important when yes. you're doing puzzles. If you don't trust mm -hmm. the person writing the puzzles... Eventually, you're just like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll just try some random digits. Maybe that's what they want me I to do. I definitely have know. that in some puzzle hunts where we see who wrote a certain puzzle and go, oh, no, I remember you. Yeah, this is going to be a wild one. Uh, but <laughs> And th look, this just reinforced that trust as well. These were two very lovely puzzles. They all made sense. I never felt like we needed to, to assume something ridiculous or jump ahead. Um, no, even when we were making mistakes, that was on that was us and fault. felt like part of the process as well. Nothing felt bad at any yeah. point. There's a lovely set of puzzles and I'm excited to do more. Go and check it out if you're listening at home. Go and, go and grab a copy. It's a great... If you like our show, which I'm assuming you do because you're listening to it, then you should <laughs> grab a copy of this book and play it. Give it to, a, give it to yourself for a Christmas present. Uh, well, thank you so much, Pretend Scott. that people actually celebrate Christmas in July and yeah. buy it as a Christmas present. Uh, be treated, be treated. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Francis, for coming and thank showing us so the puzzles and running them through. It was great fun. Uh, I think that's the end of the episode. Episode. Yeah. Anything else that you want to say? Anything that yeah. we should it was end with? So nice to meet you both. Thanks for thanks for having us. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. It was wonderful. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>